of like being in kind of you know joseph campbell calls it lost in the woods you kind of everything's foggy you can't really navigate and it scares you and when we as human beings get scared we go back and you, you know we we pull out our survival strategies right and this is all unconscious you know work being done here so my job is to support people becoming more conscious of what it, what they're doing from a psychological perspective of you know you might get triggered or you might start having a behavior that triggers your partner or so I'd say with all of that complexity that you've just mentioned that I think a lot of the listeners can probably recognize to totally have the focus on what am I doing here what is triggering me why am I unhappy if that's the case or why am I feeling a little depressed or the complexity like you say complex PTSD if it's a matter of many transitions or lots of different transitions happening in and out and kids moving to college and the partner being away and coming back and all that total constantly readjusting really to have a a, a great sense of awareness of how that affects you and then how your own behavior affects the different relationships. Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangeter. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book, Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite experts to apply their expertise to this topic. And today my guest is Nana Hauk. She's a licensed couple and family psychotherapist now based in Denmark. She's the founder of Expat Hero. And today I'm going to pick her brains on transitions, expat life and split locations, what she calls satellite families. So Nana, welcome and thank you for being here with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm it's, thrilled. Oh, it's yeah. great to have you. And I can't wait to pick your brains and hear what you have to say. What I love about interviewing people is to mm -hmm. sort of see their perspective, hear their perspective, yeah. hear what they've learned in their experience. You know, so I'm really looking forward to to hearing uh, what you have to say about transitions and living this life and all of that. So thank you so much. And likewise. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Let's start with expert hero. Why don't yeah. we start with that? Where does that come from? And does that feed into your philosophy of how you do your work? Yeah, good question. Well, yeah, it does, because we'll probably touch upon my story as an expat also later on in, in this conversation. But when I embarked on my latest expat experience back in 2009, uh, as a mother of three kids and as an accompanying spouse, I already there began to sort of look into what kind of support there was for expat. At that time, I worked in actually in, in research and business development and uh, human behavior. And along the way on my journey, I, you know, had some of that, some of the classical expat uh, challenges, I think, and then did further studies into psychotherapy and, and became a licensed family, couples and family ther therapist, right? Yeah. And as part of that development, I stumbled upon an American uh, literature professor, Joseph Campbell, who is the father of a theory about monomyths called Hero's Journey. And to sort of, in short, it's 
this idea that he did this work in the 1930s, 40s, uh, 60s. He's, he's not alive anymore, but his theory is very much alive as a framework of storytelling. And so what he discovered in his research is that across myths, legends, great stories, religions, there is kind of one universal story, one monomyth, which is kind of the mirror of life's journey. And he called that hero's journey. And so when I stumbled upon that, there was a lot of things that came, fell into place in my own life story. And in that whole journey as an expat and both understanding more of the challenges and I can come in and or we, we can talk a little bit more about what this framework does but but sort of very very simply put it's this idea that the hero is called out on adventure mm-hmm. we think about Star Wars or Alice in Wonderland or Tolkien right it's it's this idea that and, and the great stories are built upon because this is what life is about that we are sometimes call to adventure or and the unknown or, right the unknown. and the unknown yeah, yeah. And, and what joseph campbell also called sometimes we're kicked out of normal right where something mm. happens or and when we talk about split location split fat you know expat families sometimes one partner is relocated to to a place where you know the other partner or the other part of that family will not follow but for whatever reason, or, you know, you hold the four to birth, you, you're in a situation that you didn't choose, right? That's kind right. of the kicked out of normal. Right. And then, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the beginning of the journey. And what he then describes is that then there is, you know, the separation from what you know, you meet all these different obstacles, you also meet helpers, just like in fairy tales and great stories. And that's also why they talk to us. You meet your inner dragons, you 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 battle your own fears, you have to grow as a as a person, uh, whether you want or not, right? So culture shock, for instance, is also something, you know, it's it's a it's a thing where you know you, you feel your identity is being pushed around a little bit, or you feel estranged, or maybe you want to assimilate completely, but then you lose yourself and then you realize, oh, maybe it's better to just, you know not totally assimilate, but just kind of integrate, but keep part of my cult, all that stuff that we all know something about. And I'm sure your listeners know much more about about this than me. But but I use that framework because then there's also this uh, idea about the hero returning home. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding, you know, as he's been fine, he finds the Holy Grail, right? Indiana Jones. But really, the, the Holy Grail is that inner wisdom that mm-hmm. we build when we are faced with new challenges and new cultures and new ways of living. And then returning home, right? There is then the new version or the new normal, is what Joseph Campbell calls it. But really, what I like about this, and I, I kind of use that both personally and professionally when i when i counsel and and help expats is that there's some kind of there's there's both some hope in this but there's also kind of a normalization of this is life's journey and this is what joseph campbell found so intriguing that you know native americans buddhism uh Judaism, whatever religion i mean across it all there is like one universal identifiable story that we can all somehow beyond culture and all that relate to 
that we're so on a journey. We are on a journey yeah. and that we are heroes. And this is why my company is called Expat Hero, because I really want to, you know, empower expats that I totally know that this is also tough. I mean, let's face it, it's not always fun. Uh, we can feel lonely. We can feel lost. We can feel, uh, you know, hopeless, all kinds of stuff. It, it And and we're going to talk a little bit, I guess, today, probably, right, because I'm a couples therapist, also about relationships and and it's challenging. Let's yeah. let's face it. And there's really, from my perspective, this opportunity. And I'm not saying it's just a walk in the park, but there is really an opportunity to develop and grow as a person. And that when we can learn from conflicts or problems, that it's that that's kind of that's also a gift. And it's right. sometimes really wrapped shitty <laughs> yeah right and this is what I help my clients to investigate and then with the deepest respect of course because I've been there too right that I didn't always find this easy and funny at all but that in a way you know the way we are in the world and the way we engage with these changes and these situations that we are put in is of course really sort of psychological and based in who we are as people, our personalities, culture, socialization, and then what's the inherent longing for good connection, hmm. for connection. This is kind of, this is our human biology, right? We want to belong. Hmm. We want to be part of safe connection in our family, with our spouse, partner, with our surrounding community. And when we as expats move around, that's, feeling of being safe and belonging and the contact also that important contact to the people closest to us is under pressure yeah and if your partner's gone a lot of the time then even more so right exactly exactly yeah. and I think this is where couples I mean hats off right because just expat couples in general expats and 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 people putting themselves in these situations where it does add some complexity to life and then when you live as as a split family and you know one of you is holding the forward abroad like like your podcast right and it's so important to bring this up it's like that's a really important job and it's also a tough job and the partner that's out there uh, working far away from the family or have you know has a lot of traveling days also has a lot of responsibility on, on him or her right so I think that it's so great that you do this podcast and and wrote that book because it's so important to have that conversation and to support relationship so that they stay strong and that right. people stay connected because we know and this is again this is this is biology and this is human you know psychology and backed by lots of lots of lots of research that what is the antidote to mental health problems, anxiety, depression, you know, that is good contact, yeah. good relationships, safe relationships. And that is in, in a way what I do. I help people as a process consultant, ensuring that they are, you know, can stay connected, even though they live maybe far apart from each other or the children have to live in a different location and, and split families or satellite families, as I call them, right, are yeah. even more challenged and have to be even more conscious about how they are as a family, how they do stay connected, what works, 
what doesn't work and why does where can it become difficult right where do you lead these families when I suppose when they come to you maybe there's already a disconnect so mm -hmm. I mean what would you say to families where there isn't yet a disconnect but it they're like wanting this connection wanting to maintain it what would you say to them I would always, I mean, I also do preparation work for people, mm -hmm. for, for expat families and Super couples. important, right? <laughs> extremely oh, important. Yeah. And I, and really, I, I so hope also that maybe this conversation can add to the, to, to really say, let's do the work earlier yeah. in the process, because obviously you're totally right. When people come to me, couples reach out to me, they're often hanging there on the edge of the cliff, right? Yeah. And this is a matter of, are we going to divorce or, you know, what's going to happen? There's so many great ways to stay connected and to have these difficult conversations. And this is what we do in couples therapy. It's really relationship work. It's it's relational work. It's about being able to come forward and talk about what you need hmm. in a way that doesn't push your partner away. Hmm. Because I think we all know that we can sometimes if we are under pressure or agitated or, you know, disconnected to ourselves can end up in situations where we express our needs in a in a way where we then don't really get what we need. Right. We all, I yeah. think we all know yeah. that we can sound a little critical or, you know, we 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 point fingers or we withdraw and get silent. And what's really underneath it is a longing to be seen and heard and, feel and for connected. more connection. Yeah. And for more yeah. connection. So yeah. in my line of business in, is like exactly what you say in my line of business. The, my main objective is to support, strengthen or reconnect uh, sort of re recreate good connection that's yeah. that's the key it's worth coming alone right even if if for example your partner doesn't want to do it it's still worth doing the work alone I certainly did it alone absolutely first, and absolutely. It, it transformed yes. so many things without even my husband being involved so just doing absolutely. that work on oneself I think because you can't force someone else to do the work right I mean uh, he he's done totally, he's, he's totally. done his work I've done mine but but I think that yeah. there is something to be to be told there to to just do our own work. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, I, I I also realize that sometimes it can feel unfair that you know why do I have to do all this work? But but mm. I I really support my clients in seeing this as a personal journey, and that we can work with ourselves, and what we can control is ourselves. Even though it would be wonderful if we could you know, just swing <laughs> that wand. magic wand and, and make our partner do or say, you know, what we long them to, we can't. And so yeah. it starts with you. And yeah. if you want to change, I mean, yes, by all means, it's, it's, it's invite your partner also, but maybe as I recommend is also start with what's actually going on. And so you, your question mm -hmm. to answer your question, if I haven't done that already, people who are in a good place and are in these situations and, and feel that they do uh, have good contact, just really, you know, I think be aware of where, where do you have good contact? Where did it feel connected? And then notice that, name it, and then create some awareness around that because that is the nourishment that the relationship and the family needs in times of difficulties. And so enlarging 
all that good stuff that's there, enlarging the resources, don't take it for granted, right? So that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful. So I love this idea of being on a journey, Mm -hmm. as in being in a story. Yeah, right. Being in our own story, and having other characters in the story. And then this idea of complex transition. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't know if there's a word for it, but but when there's lots of different transitions happening at the same time. But like, I know there's complex PTSD when mm-hmm. there's long-term trauma that's repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with transitions, often we talk with, you know, there's a lot of resources out there for one transition, you know, and you go through one transition. But a lot of expat families, a lot of families in split locations. So if a, a partner's commuting or, um, you know, uh, even going away for a long time and coming back, there, there could be complex transition going through, right? A person could be going through menopause, mm. plus their partner's just come back from a year away, mm-hmm. plus, you know, their, their, their child is going to college. And, you know, there could be like three or four different things going on at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And their identity is changing and lots of different things. So so in this idea of story, you could really see like you're facing different protagonists, potential enemies, potential, um, you know, roadblocks or yeah. avalanches. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. Absolutely. And one of the things I really liked, I read um, a quote from a, a, a person who does marathons and she said, learn to differentiate between what stretches you and what injures you. Mm. Yeah. And and so at what point, you know, as we're facing all these different events in our story, those could be those different transitions. Mm-hmm. And so what what would uh, jump in? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think what I think you, I get yeah. The so the question what 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 do you say? How do you how do you manage all of those things? Yeah. Do you have like strategies? Do you have like mm-hmm. ideas? What do you normally say to people that are facing a mm-hmm. lot of different things at the same time? Because that is yeah. such bread and butter for an expat, right? It is, it is. Oh wow. I mean, I think. It's brilliant, right? But it's what stretches you and what injures you. It's like, that is so important. And I really think also your question encapsulates how complex this is, because there are Mm. so many layers, right? And even just in life, which doesn't involve international living and and split location and life can sometimes be complex. And and then we'll just add all this uh, to something uh, yeah is there some one thing I mean I obviously the way I work I people are very knowledgeable about their own lives and who they are Mm. and so sometimes from my perspective what can happen is that there are these roadblocks like you say or avalanches that all stuff kinds of stuff happens that pushes us and we lose sight it's kind of like being in kind of you know, Joseph Campbell calls it lost in the woods. You kind of, everything's foggy. You can't really navigate and it scares you. Mm. And when we as human beings get scared, we go back and, you, you know, we, we pull out our survival strategies, right? And this is all unconscious 
you know, work being done here. So my job is to support people becoming more conscious of what what they're doing. Ah. From a psychological perspective of, you know, you might get triggered or you might start having a behavior that triggers your partner or... So I'd say with all that complexity that you've just mentioned that I think a lot of the listeners can probably recognize to totally have the focus on what am I doing here? What is triggering me? Why am I unhappy if that's the case? Or why am I feeling a little depressed? Or the complexity, like you say, complex PTSD, if it's a matter of many transitions or lots of different transitions happening in and out and kids moving to college and the partner being away and coming back and all that total constantly readjusting really to have a a a great sense of awareness of how that affects you and then how your own behavior affects the different relationships so that's kind of like a dance and then I almost felt like when you just asked the question, my, that my first thought was like just to say, just get really good at saying no. I mean, get really good. Practice saying no. So practice. And I mean, I don't know. Reducing the amount of re- trying to reduce where you can, trying to reduce the amount of stress that's coming at you or the amount of changes. That's a good question because sometimes we don't really have those choices, do we? I mean, no, I remember my um, rheumatologist, mm-hmm. she was like, Mrs. Bangator, you really have to reduce the amount of stress mm-hmm. in your life. And I was like, kind of laughing, going, Are you really? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's more about learning to manage yeah. stress. Than, yeah. but, but I think it goes both ways, probably. It's like, What can I reduce? Yeah. And then what, how can I manage what's exactly. left? Uh, would you say that when we're stressed, we go to that survival yeah right when we it's kind of go this, to the survival yeah, instincts, this is right? why we we call it coping strategies and and coping strategies mm. are smart right because they're planted in us or developed in us when we were really small right sort of the first thousand days mm. or again like you know the way i work is also based on attachment theory that we are biological beings mm-hmm. and we seek for our survival connection, any kind of connection. So bad connection is better than no connection. And this is the same that happens in relationships, right? That, you know, bad connection and, and, and dysfunctional relationship might still be feel better than not being there at all, right? And then still to support people in, in learning that it's possible to evolve and grow both as a couple, as a family, as a person, to get that sense of stronger, safer connection with your loved ones, right? And that, of course, it's yeah. sometimes difficult. And these coping strategies that come up, they are there for good reasons. And then at the same time, they might not be so helpful anymore. And I think we can all, I mean, Mm -hmm. we are speaking now women to women. I mean, I know from my perspective that what I could do was be kind of criticized, you know, critical, criticizing. Why didn't you do this? Why haven't you brushed the kid's teeth? And da, 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 da. When really what I was trying to say is like, whoa, I'm totally overwhelmed by all the stuff going on and all the responsibility. I'm exhausted. I need a hug. Right. And... (laughs) And, yeah. and yeah. I think, you know, you, we respond better as, as humans when we share some, you know, when we come forward with a little bit of vulnerability, rather, because everyone who's criticized will begin to defend themselves. And then the cycle starts, right? It's so human. Yeah. It's so human. And I think 
So it's about knowing, okay, what's my behavior? What's triggered it? And oh, or knowing like, oh, this is period of stress. I might be triggered. Let's keep an eye on my behavior. Right. Yeah. And like you said, you know, some, like you said, sometimes certain circumstances are, you know, they are what they are, but we can learn to, I mean, there are tools, there are self-compassion, there's, again, I mean, I'm always careful not to kind of just pour kind of positivism or positive psychology, because sometimes these like, you know, these lives are so diverse and so complex. And so, and I don't want to be an expert on anybody's lives, but I do want to provide tools and support to be able to grow and live happier lives as expats Mm. right so there are ways where we can begin to notice what works for me Mm. wait okay i'm stressed okay so i need to take five minutes where i breathe really deeply Mm. or what nourishes me do i need my morning coffee or is it yoga or is it going for a run or is it putting on my favorite song uh you know on my headphones in the bathroom after my you know where i've got two minutes alone and just dancing it out or whatever works and this might sound like crazy advice right but but it's really about staying well connected to yourself I would say ourselves because this includes me right I've been through that whole expat journey and just as a person I'm a better mom and a better partner when I'm grounded and well connected to Mm. myself and when stress or transition or long periods of of being alone, like, you know, way working or whatever that is put under pressure and my ability to express myself in a mature way, right, is, uh, is, is, is pressured. Like I think a lot of us know, sometimes we become little kids, yeah. right? And, and little kids, you know, they need a hand. And sometimes that hand isn't there or your partner isn't able to to give you that hand or doesn't have the time on the call you've planned or the kids are acting up or whatever it is. And so my perspective is that we have to learn to give ourselves a hand to just be really compassionate about where we are and what we do to ourselves first. It's like very, very cliche, right? But it really is this thing about putting on that oxygen mask yourself first before you can help somebody else. And it's like, oh God, it's bumper sticker, yeah. right? But the fact is that if you keep on giving to your partner, to your kids, to your friends, to your fat, whoever, learn to set boundaries. Yeah, Learn to say no to just pouring out your great energy to everyone and then not having anything left for you because that will drain you. And this is where... From my, you know, from my perspective, this is where the PTSD begins. This is where the, you know, obviously there are people with trauma and all this. It was just a lot of a complex area that I work with as well. That that transition can sometimes also ignite. That I have this term that I called, you know, transition triggers trauma. Oh. So when you, if you do have something, so if you have something, we all have something, right? That's a whole other podcast, maybe, but about trauma, but. We've all experienced little loss of contact, little incidents, marital problems, whatever it could be, or other more severe things from childhood that when we transition, and I see that quite a lot with my clients, they've been well-functioning, everything's been fine, they've been coping, they're living good lives. 
And then suddenly a transition ignites an insecurity, the culture shock, the who am I, the what, how to fit yeah. in here, how do I create a network, yeah. all that work that all your listeners are exposed to every day and in every transition. Yeah. A different setup, right? There's a variable that changes and suddenly yeah. we find yes. ourselves in a different position. Yeah, and it can be for some That's quite very severe. Interesting. And yes. then to cope with that emotional turbulence or trauma response that's happening mm-hmm. suddenly. And I see that also quite a lot actually with third culture kids. I have I have quite a few clients that are young yeah. adults and they've been well functioning, but then another transition suddenly, or maybe moving away from the family, right? Becoming a split family, moving home to yeah. study and the family stays abroad, simply sort of ignites or kickstarts a process of it's it's kind of like a split scattered identity, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's anxiety and depression and blah, blah, blah. and from my perspective, there's a really overwhelmed nervous system, and we have to support overwhelmed nervous system. The the yeah support the integration of all these different experiences and really honor also the that expat life is an adventure it's great it's wonderful there's so much good to say i would never not have done my own for international uh experiences right and i hope to do one more later in life but right now i'm back in denmark where i'm born but to really respect and honor that that is big and that yes kids are resilient but but that's also a little bit of a cushion for parents to say oh they will learn the language fast and they were yes but kids are just smaller human beings and they've not been exposed to all these different emotions everything is for the first time and so when you maybe leave home as a young adult to live in a different country than your the rest of your family because you have to maybe earn credits for your citizenships or whatever all these different things that is quite heavy and for some, not all, but for some that can kind of ignite some trauma that happened, bullying at school, feeling totally alone, whatever yeah. it is. And that I really think is, that is my mission to really talk about that and and support people who experience this and say, this is normal. Like, this is like, like, like we talked about just before the interview, the commonalities of expat life. This is okay. It's it's okay to be shaken. It's okay to feel that the world is spinning yeah. and that you can't yeah. find. It's not the you're not the and... weird one for feeling it. That's what you're saying. No, right? yeah. yeah, no, 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 not yeah. at all. Yeah, not at all. And I totally also know that when you're new to some, you know, in a new location, you don't want to, you don't want to bring forward your dark sides yeah. and your sadness. You want to be happy and maybe feel superficial. That all this stuff. And it's just look around and maybe, you know, it looks as if everyone else, I think even we as adults are also, you know, a little bit victims of social media, right? We think everything is perfect on the other side of the, what's it called? The grass is greener. The grass is greener, right? But, But look around and then like, hey, maybe they also feel overwhelmed or maybe they also miss their partner or maybe they are also having difficulties getting their kids to thrive in this, you know, whatever new location, third transition mm-hmm. or. And so I think 
And I also do think that that is why I think you probably experienced this, you know, you and I connect immediately, right? If we don't know each other that well, but we have, we share expat stories, right? And I think when you bring, just like third culture kids, right? When you bring people together who have these experiences, they feel recognized and acknowledged and we know, oh yeah, right. Oh, I totally, yeah. Yeah. And that is so important and that is our yeah. tribe and that's right? why these conversations yeah. about you know that's why i do the podcast on being geographically mm-hmm. separated with your partner that's why because there are common yeah. challenges and often when i speak with clients or with people they're like oh other people this oh okay you know and suddenly like it feels like a burn mm. that's come off them you know because yes. suddenly um they see that it's like uh a byproduct of the lifestyle and then they see oh you can put this in place on that in place or actually oh I'm actually doing pretty well that I've managed to put this in place and that in place and that it's not them and so so you've you've been an accompanying spouse with a partner who's traveled a lot you've you've then you've been dual careers and you've traveled a lot so like as we yeah. wrap up and we come to the end of this conversation, like do you want to add anything from your own experience or have we missed something in the conversation that you wanted to sort of speak about? I do think that this last point you make about, you know, that this is something that we share and it's okay, it's normal and that maybe you're doing a lot better than what you than what you perceive is really important because you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, human biology and psychology, but the human brain is also biased towards Mm. negativity, right? And that's pretty smart when, you know, if you are in the, you know, in situations millions of years ago, right, where you had to watch out for dangers. And so it's smart that the brain is alert and ready to sort of uh, learn from dangerous experiences so that you don't go there again. But the problem is that in modern life, right, if you, if you, it tends to stick to you like Velcro negative experiences, and you have to work a little harder to, to sort of absorb the positives and to really be aware that so sort of the human brain is a little like Teflon for positivity, right? And we can train that. We can look at what is it actually that I manage? This is pretty mm. awesome. This is actually me doing a great job parenting my kids alone here, or this is actually not bad. Of da, 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 da. And then really, you know, again, because we kind of have to nurture the positive things in life a little bit more, because as I said, the brain is simply yep. wired to be alert to danger and to be aware of, you know, yep. threats. So saying things like we love each other and even though we're not in the same place, we've chosen to live this life. And it's I don't think it's toxic positivity, right? It's it it's no, I don't think so either. No. It's 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 acknowledging the challenges and but yeah. also not forgetting to acknowledge the what you're doing yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And I think that's a great place. Yeah. It only becomes yeah, and it only becomes toxic if if it's if it's like you're stopping your partner and you're not listening. You say, "Oh no, no, no! Listen, it was also oh. great weather yesterday." Or imagine you're so lucky you have a driver or whatever I... it is. But really to acknowledge, but then also say, "And hey, we're actually doing okay. We're managing." And if you're not managing, and if and if it is difficult, then again, obviously, I mean, this is my line of business. Yeah. Get some support. Yeah. You know, therapy, uh, couples therapy, family therapy, 
it's really not that dangerous. It's really, you know, I often call myself a process consultant. I help facilitate difficult mm-hmm. conversations and remove these roadblocks that might have, you know, grown up between you to to or between us, right? To really be able to begin to say what's really, you know, on your mind in a nice and gentle way that your partner or partner or uh, uh, child or mother or whatever best friend yeah. can hear, so that you can get stronger and better connection. I think that's the the key, the key um, nice. message. And about yeah. uh, about the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me let me give you my interpretation. Well, what I've been thinking about, and then was please respond. You know, let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I used to think that. I'm putting my mask on first. That means, you know, I'm not choosing other people. You know, I'm not choosing my kids. I'm choosing myself first. I'm putting mm, myself mm, first, right? Mm, or, mm. for example, if it was my husband, you know, he's so good at putting his mask on first. I think, like, pff, he should be sacrificing himself for me. You know, maybe that's also from <laughs> yeah. something I grew up with, right? But yeah. what I thought was that actually when you're putting your mask on first, it's not it's, – it's for long-term – functioning good functioning it's not Mm. in a situation of crisis where there's a tree falling down I'm going to throw myself in front of him to save his life and I'm not going to go oh you know what I'm going to put my mask on first I'm going to push myself out of the way and you can take care of yourself it's not a critical situation where you're putting your mask Mm -hmm. on first you know if if we were both in lacking energy lacking oxygen I don't know if mm-hmm. I'd say, put your own mask on first. I'd say this is a critical situation. And if I choose to sacrifice myself and give you the oxygen mask, mm-hmm. that's a critical mm-hmm. situation. But I think what we're talking about, about putting the mask on first is like saying, no, it, it's long-term functioning. You don't kind of sacrifice yourself and not function anymore. And then, you know, mm-hmm. because it's what do you say, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I it's interesting. I mean, obviously, if there's a real sort of disaster, right? You just, I think, any parent or you know, you you do anything you can to to save. I think that, but that situation is, thank God, quite sort of not so many of us will be in those situations. But I'm really talking about that, making sure to nurture, you know yourself so that you can be something for others and I do actually think that even in a moment of crisis I mean this is where I think a lot of couples get into trouble is that we push through we push through we and maybe to some extent women or mothers you know a little bit I think that might be fair to say sorry male (laughs) listeners if you're offended but can really go far and forgetting that taking these moments to recharge. And I actually do think that it's also in times of crisis that you have to be aware of, I need to recharge to be able to continue and functioning in a good Mm. way, or it will end up, you know, where you show or expose your surroundings, your kids, your partner to, you know erratic behavior or anger or frustration or sadness in a way that's uncontrolled and anger is fine anger is a good 
you know, way of setting boundaries, but uncontrolled anger is harmful, right? And so that happens to all of us from time to time. But really, when we are under pressure, I do actually think that it's so important. It's not the same as being selfish and being like, oh, you just take care of you. It's not the same as like, go watch football or go, you know, do three hours of spa or, you know, isolate yourself. It's really being aware of what do I need to be a well functioning, good version of myself and to prioritize that sleep, good food, exercise, fresh air, moments to breathe, journaling, happy songs, and to really, again, this is again back to this self-awareness, to be aware that you do not do anyone a favor by pushing through and running yourself down to the, to the, you know, to the ground extent that you to the ground yeah. because then that's you know and this again preparation the talk about this is happening this is challenging how do we manage focusing on what are we actually really good at and then making sure not taking it for granted making sure that you keep being aware about it right and i think it's that is also part of human life that we can all fall off that path. I mean, obviously, you know, not sleep enough, eat bad or not, you know, but but it's really, I think most people probably can recognize that if we do that for too long, ah, right? We're, we struggle. We're, we're maybe- For sure. We struggle, for yeah. Sure. And so I do, I, I do, I, but obviously, as you say, cry, you know, tone crisis, you know, there you know we also know this all the stories about how we can lift the car to you know <laughs> release the child from underneath and suddenly have superpowers suddenly right and of course that's part of it but that is kind of a, a different scenario from my perspective yeah that's exactly. a little bit of a different scenario where there's a, a you know acute crisis exactly uh then then navigating and managing um expat life and like like I love the title of your podcast, right? Holding the Ford abroad is really sort of, it's it is kind of a Ford, right? And uh, and in 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 that metaphor, right, the hero can't really work without uh, some nourishment and some some good health. Completely, and some good right? I I spoke to very yeah. early on. I interviewed a dad who was former military, and he his mm-hmm. wife was away. And he was uh, with the with his their girls, and he was like, we would never mm. ask a soldier to go twenty four seven without sleep, exactly. never ever. Exactly. He said otherwise, that no, soldier wouldn't exactly. be able to function. So it was it was interesting. It's like we we often push yeah. ourselves to to do things that wouldn't be asked yeah. of, of of anyone else. Yeah. But then, yeah. So th- I mean, we have covered so much. I am so grateful. Yeah. Thank you so so much. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Where can are you taking clients right now? I am. Yeah, I am. Can people contact it's, you? Uh, the easiest ways maybe you know just expathero.dk or the email is welcome at expathero.dk. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Yep. Uh, Nana N A N N A H A U C H is my. Last name's a bit difficult yeah. to pronounce in English. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in I the mean, show notes. Of I'll course, put it in the show notes. So it'll be more there. than welcome to reach out and also just, you know, connect and 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 share stories. I really enjoy also it's inspiring. I, I just spoke yesterday, last night to a group of of internationals, you know, repats and internationals here in Copenhagen to an event. 
and to experience that atmosphere and that boss in that room because like you know like the two of us talked about right the connection connection, really you know go out there and be courageous find your your tribe find people to connect with even though it might be overwhelming or whatever some might not have problems with that but I mean networking can be tiring right but it is an essential part it is and like I told the people yesterday speaking I mean talk giving this talk I, I the the word courage I think is a good word to 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 put on a lot of expats right we show courage we're bold people we're brave and that courage stems from the latin word core c-o-r which means heart and so my my and that means sort of to tell one's story from one's heart and and so really to sort of begin to form your narrative and your your story and own it and and don't hold back share that with the world and go out there and be courageous and and uh, and a network and reach out to people like you you know you and I right reached out to each other and that you know in the in the framework of what your podcast is about that 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 is of course even more challenging if you don't have your partner next to you and you're used to that and then again face that fear and again to quote Joseph Campbell again that I love is like and probably many of the listeners will know this quote is that you know, the, the the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So it's kind of like, let's just okay. go there, right? <laughs> Face that fear. Let's, let's, let's be, be brave. brave. Yeah. Go out wherever you Fantastic. are in the world listening in and just, you know, yeah, it's exhausting sometimes. And then this is why you need good nourishment and 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 self-care and self-compassion and then go out there and do it anyway. Beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much, Nana. Thank you. You are welcome. I hope that you found this episode encouraging and that maybe you found ideas to apply in your own situation. Please leave me a review of what you found helpful, what you would like to hear about, and any other comments you would like to leave. This helps other people find this podcast and it also gives me feedback. So it's very helpful. Thank you very much. And until next time. Bye.